Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Yes, and we do welcome you to Aetherius Radio Live. This is the 19th day of March, 2013, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and of course, Aetherius Radio Live, hosted by Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will have a fascinating discussion today on the 12 blessings. Please welcome Richard Lawrence and Chris. Hi. Hello. Hi, Annette. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we have a great honor and privilege today to be talking about uh, the wonderful 12 blessings. It's so exciting, isn't it, Chrissy, to be be able to talk about this. It really is. And um, I'm going to begin, if you don't mind, by talking a little bit about the actual book and the preface um, the Twelve Blessings was given in 1958, and at the time it was recorded, and we do have um, the recordings available, actually, in mm. the Aetherius Society. Uh, but also a book was produced and published in 1958, and since then it has sort of quietly made its way around the world, changing people's lives, and it has gone through many different impressions. And it was in the um, sixth impression, I believe it was, in the year 2000, and also the later seventh impression, that our dear friend here, Richard, was uh, asked to write the preface to the book. And as one of the two first bishops ever consecrated in the Aetherius Church in the world, uh, this was very appropriate, and also as a close uh, friend of Dr. George King. And he, gave, um, he gives in the preface to the Twelve Blessings a fascinating overview of uh, of Christianity, of the coming of the Master Jesus, of, of the channel uh, that was used, Dr. George King, and so on. And he, I'd just like to say, Richard, um, to begin with, one of the first parts of the preface, you mm. refer, very interestingly, to reincarnation and Christianity. And some people mm-hmm. may be surprised to hear those two subjects uh, together in the same sentence. And I wondered if you could explain a little bit about that. Certainly. I mean, the first thing I'd say is it was a tremendous honor for which I'm really not truly worthy, actually, to write the preface to such a a book as this, a book which uh, we've talked about the nine freedoms already. Uh, but along with the nine freedoms is the real heart of the Aetherius Society teachings. And uh, I, I believe, well, it's not even just a matter of what I believe, Dr. King has stated, and I, I fully uh, believe this, that the 12 blessings is the greatest way to send out love energy to the world, bar none. The greatest practice in these days of all practices that we could possibly use to send out love energy. And the thing that the world needs most of all at this time is love energy. So put those two together, and this is an absolute key. So I just wanted to preface my preface, Chrissy, by just saying that. And for me, it's a tremendous honor. And I mean, there are going to be people listening. Probably, I know there's thousands of people around the world who use the 12 blessings. Uh, Not all of them members of the Aetherius Society. You don't have to be to do this practice. And who can vouch for the way it's changed their life and the experiences they've had which have shown them that this is something absolutely real, completely tangible. But getting on to your, to your question there, Chrissy, um, in terms of reincarnation, yes, it's, it's true. It was part of the uh, accepted teachings of early Christianity. I mean, uh, we, it's, it, early Christianity, and um, it's quite, probably quite a significant day to be talking about this because we have a new pope as of today, I think. But, you know, it's been through so much... Um, and it's it's so easy to to see where it went wrong, really. But I think we have to also remember that, of course, they had they were up against real difficulties in the early centuries of Christianity, because there were no sort of provable ways of recording facts like we have today. It was word of mouth, and then it was written down, then it was translated, and then it, when it got to some of the elders and so on of Constantinople and the different bodies and the political institutions from you know the 3rd and 4th centuries onwards and so on, it then got um, interfered with at a political level. And it, it's, you know, what we're left with is a very poor reflection of what really was being taught. 
But in those early years, there was a whole disparity of different belief systems. People don't tend to realize that. They're used to the dogmas of the church now and the, and the set belief systems of various branches of Christianity. And, and they don't realize that in the first few centuries, you could have a Christian in one part who did not believe that Jesus was the one and only Son of God, who fully accepted the doctrine of reincarnation, who thought that God was the I am presence within us. And in another part, you could have somebody who held a very different view. And so those early um, doctors of Christianity, as they're known, and the people who tried to put it all together, the St. Jerome, the St. Augustines, and, and so on, they had a very, very difficult task, actually, to unify Christianity. My own opinion is that it went wrong, um, particularly with the Trinity and various teachings. And then you had the interference. And then in, in the year 553 AD, the Ecumenical Council decision championed by Emperor Justinian and the Empress Theodora actually declared belief in reincarnation to be a heresy. Mm. And then, of course, the Inquisition was underway and then we all know what happened and how evil certain branches of that church became through the centuries uh, in suppressing what they regarded as heresies as a matter of fact that inquisition that body under a different name still exists they, they didn't do hopefully the same foul things that they used to do in more recent years but it, it, in fact the last pope the one who just resigned was head of that uh, body for a while before he became Pope. So they're still sort of uh, policing it, controlling the belief systems. Um, but as you rightly say, I mean, someone like Oregon, for example, you're familiar with Oregon, aren't you, uh, Chrissy, the mystic in, in what, yeah. second century AD, I think? Yeah. He openly wrote about reincarnation, and he was a, a, a real advocate of Christianity and a leading Christian. Yes, he was, indeed. And, of course, the teaching of reincarnation, which should be a part of Christianity, is such a liberating one, and it gives us so much control, doesn't it? Mm, it does. And so I think needed. probably the... It does. So I agree. Sorry, let, let me interrupt you. Sorry, Chrissy. No, no, carry on. I'm sorry. No, what I was going to say is I think it's kind of an interesting thing that we're, we're in the lead-up, aren't we, now to Easter, and talking about some of the misapprehensions of, of the traditional Christian church, um, you know, we, we have all the misunderstandings about Easter uh, right. and the idea that Jesus was tricked and so on and, and fell into what was really a very elementary trap. Right. I mean, frankly, I, and this has, of course, all been built up and dramatized and, and, and turned into something by the dogmatic, dogmatic teachings that have come through the centuries. But really, anybody who did what Jesus did would have known, and whatever anyone thinks of the Master Jesus, he was clearly a highly intelligent, brilliant man who could inspire and lead and people and challenge authorities if he chose to, and if he chose to, walk a very careful path politically. For example, when, when he said, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, that was quite a brilliant political answer, uh, which didn't get him into trouble, and, and, that, and, and at that time he didn't choose to get into trouble while still giving the truth. Uh, in fact, Dr. King, I think, improved upon that statement when he said, give unto Caesar what Caesar thinks is Caesar's, oh. <laughs> which uh, adds a different dimension to it. But clearly, by going in you know, over the Passover, at that time, in that festival, breaking the rules openly, flouting the rules, um, are, you know, connected with the uh, Jewish establishment of the day um, and causing a, a scene would have got anybody into trouble. Apart from which, you know, he was a master uh, of high caliber, which he'd proved in several ways, including outstanding miracles. And of course he would know what made his own disciples tick. He isn't going to be deceived by one of his closest disciples. And clearly this was a deliberate plan to, to bring about his death, his own death, suffer in that way, not, not for the forgiveness of our sins, but to take on karma, again, a very misunderstood thing, karma, and then the great resurrection. So it was actually a great victory. It was just, it's a wonderful time coming up uh, Easter because it's a, a, a victory of the forces of light over the forces of darkness. 
Absolutely. And of course, as you rightly say, Richard, out of that really confusion of the early centuries of Christianity, um, there came a a doctrine which people believe now, and of course reincarnation is not officially a part of it, but hopefully Mm -hmm. that will change. Mm -hmm. And of course, the Master Jesus has come again this time, Mm -hmm. and you explain this in the preface as to why he, he delivered the 12 blessings at this time. Yes, I mean, I think one important thing to say about the 12 blessings, and I really strongly recommend every listener to Body, Mind, uh, Spirit Radio to, to, to actually obtain, if you can, the 12 blessings. Study it. Get it, as Chrissy said, it's on CD as well. You can hear the voice of the Master Jesus. You can attend one of our activities. If you're anywhere near a headquarters branch or group of the Ethereum Society, anywhere in the world, on every Sunday at our 11 a.m. service, you can actually hear uh, one of these tapes played. And we don't charge an attendance to our services. Some people choose to donate and some don't. But you can hear that voice. And many who've heard it, and I'm sure you've come across this too, Chrissy, have recognized it. That may sound strange, but they have said, that's the Master Jesus. I mean, I've known people hear that voice who weren't told who it was. They've perhaps heard one or two of the different voices that that Dr. King channeled. We've explained the somatic condition that he used in previous broadcasts. And they have said, that's the Master Jesus. It's such a beautiful voice, isn't it, Chrissy? Yes, and it's not just the voice, of course, as, as you know, it's the, the energy, the feeling, Absolutely. the love that, that emanates. Mm. Um, I mean, just, yes. it's not just a listening experience, it's, a, it's one that is really life-changing, as Richard yes. said, it's, it do come along on a Sunday morning. And be, you know, be open-minded, be prepared to, we're not saying that you should believe everything we say, but come along and, with an open mind and just see what you experience. Indeed, and and I think the very important thing with the Twelve Blessings that I would like to underline, because we've been talking about early Christianity a little bit, is that this isn't limited to any one particular religion. It's not a, a sort of a new Christian teaching, per se. It's a new world teaching, and, and, and there are elements in it which uh, have more in common with Buddhism. There are elements in it that might have more in common with other faiths and other belief systems. Um, from the Tao Te Ching and all kinds of teachings, the essence of them is contained within the Twelve Blessings, and then it goes beyond them all uh, and goes into the the new uh, age period, and that's the reason why it was given now. You know, for many years, um, it was it was ahead of its time. I mean, it still is in many ways, but it was given approximately 50 years early in 1958. But now here we are in 2013, its time is due, and it's been given, and it's no longer um, being early, although it is ahead of its time in its teaching for many people, but for others it isn't. It's usable, it applies to now, and there's some parts of it that we can't fully understand without deep contemplation, and then, and even then there's, there's meanings that have yet to be revealed to us. There are other parts of it that are just absolutely breathtakingly revealing and and it i would like to say it's not all happy reading in a way Mm. because it does also illustrate the great sacrifice that's been made uh that is being made by some of the great beings in our cosmos it's a cosmic teaching it's a cosmic concept which we need now And, and the world religions will are going to have to embrace this sooner or later this need to to put their teachings in the context of universal existence beyond this world absolutely the cosmic aspect the new the new age bible that includes the cosmic concept mm. um and also the wonderful thing too about the 12 blessings is that it's a, so practical that it's a, a spiritual practice that you can use and it just takes i don't know 15 minutes of your time and um you know, it's something that, uh, it, it's so practical, and it's something, as Richard said, anyone of any religious belief system, or none at all, can use the 12 blessings. And we have in the society, we have people of every uh, faith, or many, many different faiths, who, have, uh, who use the 12 blessings as part of their spiritual practices. You don't have to change your religion. And I no. Think- 
you may wish to having <laughs> once you once you become in, really in tune with the twelve blessings, you might find that that becomes your religion. Certainly right. in my case, but as Chrissy has said, you don't need. You know, we it's all embracing. We have people here who've come from a Muslim background, a Hindu background, a Buddhist background, a Jewish background, as well as a Christian background, an atheistic background, um, and yet this has absolutely resonated with them and basically become their their main spiritual practice and i i think that's one of the things to say about it it is both a teaching and a practice and it works not just on the mental level i mean so many teachings at their best are for the mind and they they enhance the mind and they improve the mind and this has an impact, there's no doubt. The, the, the principle of intention has established that mind power does work. But the 12 blessings goes beyond intention and beyond mind, be it a good or a bad intention, it goes beyond it uh, at, to an energy level and to a karmic level. So it is, it is more advanced, uh, but still very simple to practice. Yeah, because as you said earlier, Richard, the one thing that... Um the world needs is love and it seems yes. very simplistic to say i mean john lennon was right there All he was he was love. wrong on some things but he was <laughs> right about that that's yes. for sure uh, the other thing that really comes through uh, the 12 blessings and and we're launching a campaign here in the uk on april the 7th and taking it right across the uk to many cities uh, is the principle of inner peace to world peace Peace is a big theme within the Twelve Blessings, and it's an essential step, if you like, towards love. Um, it's not the final stepping you know, stage, but it is an essential pre-stage before we can really channel pure love energy. And it, right the way through the Twelve Blessings, uh, the Master Jesus tells us how to go about finding inner peace, and one thing I would say is that if you practice the 12 blessings, inner peace will come to you. But one of the keys to this is once it comes to you, is not just to dwell on it, uh, not just to bathe in it for your own selfish good, if you like, but to leave it and send it out to others. That's where the love energy comes in, and then we'll have world peace. Absolutely. And that's the great subtlety, isn't it? It's the first to find yes. peace and then to yes. leave it. Um, and yes. it, it's probably a, a totally new concept to many people to to think of that. I think it and is. Thing, and, yeah. Sorry. No, you go on, please. And I was also, this is a wonderful practice of prayer, too, the 12 blessings. It is a prayer practice. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd, I'd just like to say a few things about prayer, too, um, for people listening. And I always I think that prayer is, is to the soul, like breathing is to the body. It's something very natural. It's something that we all can do. And our master, Dr. George King, said so brilliantly, prayer is a song of the soul, and the soul mm. wants to sing. And I think that's yes, such that's a brilliant. poetic that's line. That's a wonderful line, yes. It really is. And even mm. if people don't believe in prayer, it's often said that at moments of tragedy in their life, they instinctively turn to prayer. So it's, it's, it's like healing. It's a very natural part of us. And I think because it is, people think like breathing that, well, that's it. We, we don't have to learn how to do it. We don't have to uh, improve it. It's just there. But in yoga, we learn that through learning to control our breath, it can benefit us on many, many levels. And just in the same way, we can improve our breathing, our, our prayer technique. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This ties in with the 12 blessings because I think the way that many, many people use prayer is um, in the way that they've seen other people do it. And I worked in a theological college in London for many years, and even people training to be priests are not taught how to pray. They just copy somebody else. And uh, Dr. King came along and he devised a technique which he called dynamic prayer, which is the technique we use with the 12 blessings. Why? Because when we put our hands together in the typical prayer mode, um, we're not sending out love into the world. We're keeping that love within ourselves. This is actually a a blessing mudra or hand sign. But with the dynamic prayer technique, and you can raise your hands, with the palms facing outwards, if you're listening, you can send great love through you. So when we do the 12 blessings, we use this prayer technique. 
Um, and you, actually, we don't just ask you to believe it, but after you've listened to this show, just try it for yourself. Get a prayer that you know that you use regularly and try saying it using the typical orthodox prayer mudra with the hands together and then afterwards say the same prayer with the hands outwards, uh, the hands raised with the palms facing outwards and see and feel the difference. And you will feel, um, many of you might feel a tingling in the hands, others feel a, a love in the heart. Uh, you'll feel a kind of expansive feeling if you mm. try this a few times. And I think the first time you tried this, Richard, it was a long time ago, and you had yeah. quite an experience, didn't you? I did. That's what really got me interested in this whole path and the whole spiritual path, really, was an experience I had where uh, I'd been taught by... Actually, I went to a class run by a friend of mine and yours, Chrissy, uh, John Holder, and he was at the same university as me, and he showed us just what you've described, how to raise the hands, how to do dynamic prayer. I didn't know the 12 blessings then, but I went back to my room in the university and tried this, and I felt tingling all over me, and it wouldn't stop for hours and hours, and actually I was quite disturbed by it. And I got out of bed and walked for miles, actually, to the... the, I knew the person who'd arranged this meeting, and I went to his house and knocked on his door he was a student an older student and i and i said look you know uh, i've tried this and they've got this tingling sensation it won't go away why not what's happening what's going on it was that marked i'm not saying that would happen to everybody but as you say chrissy we will all have and i know you have tremendous experience of teaching dynamic prayer chrissy and writing about it too with power prayer and so on with gary uh, but this is something we can all experience in different ways over time and, and be patient with yourself and try it out and see what you do experience. Because I think, like any great spiritual path, in the end, it's not so much based on intellectual deduction as experience. And this is what sparks a spark within, and then the inner voice will guide you on from there. And you'll find if you try the 12 blessings and you give it a fair chance, you will have some of these experiences. And prayer, uh, the effects of prayer energy, as described by Chrissy, is definitely one of them. Absolutely. And so when you start to use the 12 blessings, and hopefully you will, um, just use this mudra for prayer and see and read the blessings. You'll have to start by reading them. Eventually you will learn them. Um, and in the beginning of the 12 blessings, too, it tells you how to use them. It's a, a little um, couple of pages. Actually, I just want to say that uh, my mother, my late mother-in-law, uh, she loved the 12 blessings. Mm. And she, but when she first got them, she thought that she had to read everything. And um, it's quite a long book in her prayer. So she said, I love to do the 12 blessings in the morning. It takes me about an hour and a half to get through them. <laughs> she was uh, performing the whole of each blessing, yes. um, which is a, a wonderful thing, and there was nothing wrong with that. But um, it's not necessary. In fact, um, you can just raise your hands and say the heading of each blessing, and we'll go through those in a minute, and then send your love to this uh, focal point for a few minutes and then say the prayer at the end so it's the whole practice can be done in 15 20 minutes yes or even less really depending how much time you've got and how long you can spend on each concentration on, on each focal point um, and, and as Chrissy says I'd like to go back to something you said there Chrissy about the soul I, I think and I think we've said this before on on Ethereum's radio live there is a lot of talk in our world about mental repression, sexual repression, emotional repression, but very little talk about soul repression. Oh. And yet this is the biggest problem on earth, I believe, bar none, of all forms of repression. The soul is frustrated in most people and in all of us sometimes in that we are not turning as much to the truth as our soul would wish us to. And even more than that, we're not serving as much as we as the soul would wish us to we're not tapping in to our inner powers as much as the soul would wish us to and when we use the 12 blessings we do all of these things we're turning to some of the most elevated truths ever delivered to our world we are starting to tap our own innate inner powers 
and we're starting to serve in the most effective way. And as you so well put it, or as Dr. King so well put it, the soul sings then. The soul is at, at peace, and this is why you will find, and other things that you will find if you do the 12 blessings, from time to time, to different degrees, a real sense of peace enveloping you. And then the more it does, the more you're able to channel love energy. Because if you think about it, the only thing that's going to block this free flow of love energy through you are turbulent thoughts or distracting thoughts. And the Master Jesus, I think it's generally agreed, is one of the greatest exponents of love energy who has ever walked the earth. Uh, I think when we think of Jesus, whatever our background, we think of love, true love. And he understood it. He understood it as a science, as well as as a practice, as well as as a controlled emotion. And so he knew that for us to channel this, we had to remove the blockages. And that's what inner peace does. And that's why in the 12 blessings, which is, as part from anything else, uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, beautifully poetic, there's yeah. this wonderful phrase, first cometh the angel peace to make way for the goddess love. And it's, yeah. it's a stepping stone. It's not the goal, just to dwell in inner peace. As a matter of fact, if you try to do that, and some yogic and religious paths encourage you to do that, it won't work because the conscience won't be satisfied, and you cannot have inner peace and an unsatisfied conscience at the same time. But for a while, though, you can experience it, and you can know that it's there, and that it's always there for you, but you decide to leave it. You decide, instead of dwelling in this, to send love energy out to others, and then you get a satisfaction beyond words, even greater than inner peace in a way, something that you know, I call it, this is just me, a feeling of rightness. <laughs> you know that it's right. And a great uh, joy, too. And I think, uh, I think the aim, sadly, the aim of many people on earth is to find happiness. And I say mm -hmm. sadly because it's such a fleeting thing. And I think Dr. King once said that happiness is kind of like a balloon and you prick it and it disappears you know we're seeking one bit of happiness here and that goes and then another and another it's a very superficial thing but once we experience something like the 12 blessings we start to go deeper and find that true deep inner joy um, which is a wonderful thing and with that it, it's a, it can become a part of us and so yes, we I won't be seeking the superficial happiness no, indeed. And I think Dr. King referred to it as the, the deep, warm feeling of spiritual accomplishment. You know that you've done something, and you know you've done something right. I, I tried to put it down in words in a, in a book I co-authored with Mark Bennett, Prayer Energy. Uh, and these are the words, and they're, they're pretty paltry words, but the best I could do to try and express this sense that you get from when you really practice prayer and you really start to experience inner peace uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm a novice. I mean, I'm not claiming this is the highest of the high. But this is how I put it. Seeping through my sinews, engulfing the innermost recesses of my being, perfect peace, quiescent, satisfied, replete. How could this be? Because it's right, came the answer. Rightness flowing through my veins. Now all is possible. A force beyond reason, yet logical, to its core. Who can argue with that, and who would want to? Oh, that's beautiful, Richard. Wow, you wrote that. That's <laughs> well, fantastic. it's just an attempt to try and put down in words that, that, that experience that one has at those moments, and, and I'm not going to say you dwell in them all the time, or that they're accessible to all your, you all the time, and nor should they be. Um, in fact, one of the great edicts in the Twelve Blessings is that if you search for uh, peace at the expense of human suffering, you won't find it. Mm. Uh, and, and in fact, you, you, you're urged not to do that, and, and on the contrary, to leave peace. And then, as I said earlier, we're, we're, we're told about the great cosmic beings who have made immense sacrifices. And that should touch us. That, that should fill us with certain sadness that a being of, of the caliber, and we'll go into this as we go through it, the Mother Earth and so on, are suffering, are sacrificing for us. But we shouldn't run away from that, because that too is essential experience. 
Absolutely. Actually, Richard, this might be a good time to have a break and for Annette to do the announcements. And then in the second half, we could go through the blessings. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. Okay, over to Annette. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. And you are welcome. You are tuned into Ethereus Radio Live here on the 19th day of March 2013. And we do appreciate your kind attendance. We also would direct and guide you to the information that Richard spoke about earlier that there will be a presentation by Richard Lawrence on Sunday, April 7th, 2.30 p.m. He's an award-winning international bestseller, and you just heard, best-selling author, rather, you just heard some of uh, what he's written, which can touch you regardless of, of where you're listening. This will be presented at the Ethereus Temple, 36, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Christy and Richards, it's Calvin or Calvin? Yes, correct. correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Road, Fulham, London. That is SW65BW. For information and booking, you can call 020-7736-4187, or you can also email events at ethereus.co.uk. The admission for this presentation is £5. And once again, this will be on the 12 Blessings. We're launching the United Kingdom's campaign from inner peace to world peace, and it begins with a lecture in London Sunday, April 7th. Compliments of Richard Lawrence. Also, the class being held in Royal Oak, Michigan, Saturday, April 13th from 1.30 to 5 p.m. This class is, again, on the 12 Blessings, held at the Ethereus Temple at 3119 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak. This will be hosted by Gary and Chrissy Blaze. I should say presented by Gary and Chrissy Blaze, hosted by the Ethereus Society. There's a $20 admission, $10 for the Society members. And if you'd like more information or to uh, check in and let them know you're coming, 248-588-0290. And, of course, for all information, Ethereus Society, we direct you to World Wide Web, www.ethereus.org. And without any further ado, we return to the program because I want to hear the 12 blessings myself. We have Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, Ethereus Radio Live. Thank you, Annette. Thank you, Annette. She's great, isn't she? She's marvelous. <laughs> okay, well, we have the very pleasant and wonderful, inspiring task of introducing you to the 12 blessings. And um, Richard, let's start with the first blessing, shall we? Yeah, let's start with the first blessing. And, and it's along a theme we've been talking about with a very different approach, though. So the first blessing, and I would just like to say that in some ways these can be likened to the Sermon on the Mount. You could, you could regard the Twelve Blessings as an extension of the Sermon on the Mount, but they go way, way beyond uh, the Sermon on the Mount uh, teachings. So the first of the Twelve Blessings is, Blessed are they who work for peace. And I think that's the key word there is work. It's not they who like peace, um, although they who strive for their own peace, but they who work for peace. And this is... The, the essence of it is, is working for peace in the world. Absolutely. So it, it, it's, um, the, again, as I said earlier, there's an absolutely, I think one of the things that absolutely proves for anyone who was doubting it, the mediumship of Dr. King is the beautiful wording in these blessings, quite apart from the, the deep meaning, which is even far more important, really. But they are beautifully worded, um, their, their handiworks will increase and their monuments built upon sure foundations will last so that future generations may look in reverence upon these. And this is referring to anyone of any belief or none, really, who is actively working to try and build peace in our world. It's not about theoreticians. It's about people who are doing things in any kind of a way. And there are lots of ways of doing that, of course, be it uh, through spiritual channels, be it through political channels, be it through material channels, all these people will receive this blessing. And one of the key things, actually, which we haven't really touched on with the 12 blessings, is that it is a form of karmic magic, in a way. It, it's a brilliantly devised uh, karmic manipulation uh, for the world as a whole. Because as we send energy to a focal point in the way that Chrissy described, with the hands raised, we send a blessing to they who work for peace. The energy, the love energy, will flow through us and out to that focal point to help that group soul of peace workers, whoever they may be, wherever they may be. Then, by karmic law, 
energy must return unto us. And this, this becomes more and more uh, significant as we progress through the 12 blessings. And it must return from that source. And as it returns to us, this isn't done for our own benefit. This is done in that it then empowers us to radiate an even finer and higher quality of energy and love out as we say the prayers. Absolutely. So that's the first blessing, Chrissy. Blessed yeah, are they I who work for peace. Yeah, I just want to say a little peace. thing about... Um, something about the last part um, mm-hmm. of that blessing. Sure. And I think it's so filled with compassion of the Master Jesus. And he says, I say unto you that even though the way be rough and long and dark, you will be helped and guided in your passage, so that you may guide and help those stumbling ones who see not the light in the midst of light, who feel not the warmth of the heart of God, who hear not the voice of their real selves. You help these, and you will be great even though you seek not praise. Isn't that so beautiful? It's beautiful. Uh, Yes, it's so beautiful. I mean, the wrong people uh, receive praise in our world, on the whole, with exceptions. And, of course, the wrong people are the ones who seek praise. And one thing that, of course, the spiritually-minded person shouldn't be doing is seeking praise uh, for ourselves at all. But we're given there great encouragement by the Master Jesus that, that this is what really matters. It's the people who send love energy out to the world who are really saving the world because love energy is the only thing, if you really think about it, that can bring lasting change. And the beauty of it is that it cannot fail. Love cannot fail. You know, you could you send it out, and not just to human beings, by the way, to animals, to plant life, even to inanimate objects, perhaps your car, perhaps your computer. Everything responds to love energy, and it must have an effect if it's sent out in a pure and definite manner. It, it, and this is incredibly encouraging. I mean, you don't know what good you are doing when you do the 12 blessings, uh, it, you, are, you, you might be the very person who saved a life, who has turned somebody around. Because one of the things that love energy can do, being above mind, as I said earlier, is change consciousness. A higher thing must be able to affect a lower thing. And mental consciousness is a lower thing than love energy in its purest state. So therefore, consciousness must be changed. Now, if consciousness is changed then you will get rid of war. Mm. You will get rid of greed. Nothing else can really do it. Other things can help. You can you know, strike a deal. You can come to a political settlement. You can donate some money, and these things will help, for a while at least. But they'll only last if the consciousness changes. Absolutely. Even environmental conditions, by the way, as well, are subject to this. Sorry, Chris. Absolutely, because there is enough to go around. Apparently, it's an average... American household, and I don't want to knock the Americans here, but I was just reading the other day, uses between 80 and 150 gallons of water a day, whereas in some parts of the world they can't even get five gallons of water a day. Mm-hmm. And so there is enough to go around, but as Richard said, if the consciousness changes, then this kind of wanting to keep things for yourself would change. And, uh, you know, we do have enough on this planet. We do, and I, I think that the point is that. It's a question of wanting to serve. I mean, you know, the, the, there are people who actually want. Their main motivating force seems to be greater and greater material acquisition, more possessions, more wealth. Or it might be emotional desires, or possessive desires of, of all kinds. But if, you, if we were a truly civilized world, we'd be at a point where actually people didn't really want that. It's not that it was a massive sacrifice. It's that they would rather see some of the, the people we know, these terrible situations in the Sudan and all over the world of suffering and privation. They would rather their money went there than bought them the next yacht or even the next plane, or or even three cars, or whatever it might be. And it's a change of consciousness. And likewise, you'd have people uh, in war-torn areas, or fanatical religious areas, of whichever branch of religion, who would rather see people at peace and healed than see their own particular dogma prevail at all costs, and so on. And so the, the heart is quickened, the heart is touched, 
by this love energy, and then the consciousness changes. That's what you're doing when you practice the 12 blessings. That's so true, and and you make an excellent point, and actually it leads right into the second blessing, um, saying that, you know, the average person tends to want to collect things, and yet the enlightened person, the wise ones, which is the second blessing, blessed are the wise ones, uh, do the opposite. They give. You know, the, the average person wants to collect, whether it's material things or whatever it is, they want to collect, and yet the way of the wise ones is to give everything, their wisdom, their love. And we are here to model ourselves on these wise ones. Blessed are the wise ones, the Master Jesus says, for they walk through a dark and ignorant world spreading their light. Yes. This this light is the light that shines from the divinity within, which we all have. But these ones, through their diligent discipline, spiritual practice and service uh, and attainment over many, many lifetimes uh, have left this blissful state uh, to walk amongst us, to share their radiance and their wisdom, and by doing so have uplifted the world. And uh, it's, I think it's so wonderful that we have a chance to give our gratitude and our appreciation to the wise ones through this blessing, because if we think about it, It's kind of a new concept, blessed are the wise ones, because we sort of have in the past, I think, taken it for granted that wise ones have come and sacrificed and suffered on our behalf. And here we have a chance. And if you think about it, it's really just obvious common decency that a person helps you and you thank them. And yet these ones do much more than just help us across the road or whatever. They They give us their lives, their wisdom, everything, their heart so that we might uh, change in some way. And so we have a chance now to understand them a little bit more through this blessing, to give our gratitude and our thanks and our appreciation. So essential for us, not for them, because they don't need it, but so essential for us that we do recognize them. And we have a concept in this blessing, and I agree with every word you said there, Chrissy, of the wise ones, and it's a theme that uh, we've already touched on and which comes back later, that these these men and women are people who have and are capable of experiencing true bliss, but they have chosen to sacrifice it. Yet what bliss they sacrifice for man. These ones have found peace and have turned away from it to give its very essence, its very core, to searching, groping, unpeaceful man um, I think the, the, there's a great depth in this and one, one can, has to be careful with the 12 blessings not to skim over it or take just a superficial glance it's not saying you shouldn't find peace it's not saying you should turn away from peace it's saying you should find peace and then turn away from it because then you have something to give right. you can't give something you don't have so you have to find it, and then once you've found it, you can turn away from it and give its very essence, its very core, to searching, groping, unpeaceful man. And this is an ongoing thing. It's not like you do it today and that's that, and then you turn away from it for the rest. You 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 have to find it um, constantly, but not all the time. Now, that's a bit of a contradiction, so perhaps I don't mean constantly, but you have to periodically turn back to that inner peace so that you can then uh, give it to searching, groping, unpeaceful man. And the wise ones, they're wise not because they've found peace, but because they found it and turned away from it. Again, the great subtlety. It's a very subtle teaching and and yet a, a wonderful one. And and also the next lines, these are great ones. Without these, and this is so important, this mm-hmm. world could not endure. Yes, that's so true. We, we've spoken, I think, before about the ascended masters. And I don't think this blessing, by the way, is limited to ascended masters. Because I think it, it includes uh, people less advanced than that. But these are the most advanced earthly people uh, on earth terrestrial people, be men and women, uh, ladies and, uh, and great gentlemen, I should say, uh, on earth. And they have absolutely, we're in a state of bliss, which is the highest state we can know. And without them, as Chrissy just said, 
we wouldn't survive. That It's not even just the energy they provide, it's the karmic balance. These two great themes, these two great keys to the new age. It, it, it's amazing to me, and Chrissy and I were speaking before the program about this, that some of even the great religions of our history don't have this concept contained within them of sending love energy out to the world as a whole uh, they have concepts of helping your brother and so on and teaching and but not of sending love energy out to the world as a whole and nor do they have a concept of manipulating karma for the world as a whole uh, they they have ideas of karma but not taken to that level and in the 12 blessings and i must say in the teachings of dr george king uh, you really have this properly explained, I think, in a way it's never, ever been explained before. I don't know of any other source on earth that you'll find that can match these particular teachings on sending love energy to the world and changing the karma of the human race for the good. And on that note of love energy, I think that leads us into mm. the next blessing. Thanks for doing the links, Chrissy. <laughs> well, you it's give flowing. me the, you provide me the <laughs> information and the, the sentence, and so this is of course, blessed are they who love, which you're going to talk about, Richard. Yes, blessed are they who love, for they are the disciples of God. Love, um, as Dr. King did say very, very explicitly, is one of the most wrongly used, misunderstood words, and it and it's so true. It's considered by many people to be an emotion. Um, it's a result of controlled emotion, but of itself it's not an emotion per se. It's not any mind state per se. It's a pure energy. Of course that energy gets conditioned by our minds, hence the need to, to strive for peace. And I, I, think it's, uh, we spoke, I think I touched earlier on the fact that intention is a, is a big buzzword now in the mind, body, spirit, new age movement. But an intention, I mean, they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, and I'm sure the road to heaven is paved with good intentions as well, by the way. But in the end, that's just a, a mind substance. It's a motive or, or a mental determination. This love energy is above and beyond that. It's not limited to any particular person, any particular personality, even to any human. I mean, it can be a love for all life, all life on the planet and beyond. It's a completely liberating, uh, very demanding um, thing to, to demonstrate and express. And it, this is delivered by one who really did really did demonstrate and express uh, and demon and prove really the power of love and one way that we can begin to experience the higher octaves of this great power is to practice the 12 blessings and you know yes. the more you do it the more you will feel this love energy flowing i mean don't just take our word for it but do try it because practice is the key here isn't it mm -hmm. and i think it's almost I would say it's almost impossible to practice the 12 blessings um, and not be generating and not be feeling this great power of love flowing through you in some way or another. Yes, that's true. And, of course, the other thing that we should mention is that once you get used to doing the 12 blessings, I mean, I, I know people, uh, not only in this country, certainly in Africa in particular, who do the 12 blessings three times a day or maybe even seven times a day. Uh, wow. they, 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 they do the 12 blessings many, many times. Uh, and, you know, maybe you can't do that, but even if you could do it every day or even every week, it would certainly start to bring a change. And uh, elaborating on what Chrissy was just saying there, you'll start to become a channel for love energy then, not just while you are doing the 12 blessings. That's a very important point yeah. because you're opening your chakras you're, you're opening the, the channels, the psychic channels, in the right way, the right flow of energies. You're becoming receptive to this unlimited universal force. And you'll find you can be walking down a street, you can be sitting on a train, um, you, you might not be thinking about it, but you just start to be a channel. Others can sense it around you. Uh, they may not consciously know it, or they might, and you'll be benefiting all life gradually, wherever you go, and it includes even, by the way, in your sleep too. 
it'll start to affect your sleep because uh, sleep is, is uh, a time when we still gain experience particularly if we have an out-of-body experience in our sleep, which we might call a dream sometimes, um, these are places too where we can channel, we get used to channeling love energy. It becomes our natural way. And this is, this is, this is really the path to enlightenment. It's interesting you talk about the sleep state because you just broke a dream of mine, Richard, when recently mm. I'm sure everyone's had the experience of those dreams where you're kind of trapped and you're being chased and things like this. Mm-hmm. And I remember you've broken the dream. I was being chased and, and, uh, by people on the lower realms, presumably, and I was stopped and I started to say the 12 blessings and everything was light and I woke up, you know. So I think it's... Um, mm. Well, there you are. I've been performing it for many decades. Mm-hmm. It becomes we know it uh, by heart, and this is a wonderful thing to encourage people to not just say them, but to start to learn them, so that it becomes mm-hmm. a part of you. And they as Richard do. said, then you will be radiating this love wherever you go, mm-hmm. and it will protect you too, as well as send great love into the world. And, and I think it'd be a good thing, Chrissy, if we um, asked everyone who's listening now, assuming they're not driving a car or doing something which uh, is in any way dangerous, to, to join in with us uh, as, and raise your hands right here and right now, or if you're listening to a download, uh, raise your hands. Uh, have the uh, Remove rings and watches if you can, because they just stop the flow of this pure energy through you. Uh, close the eyes, breathe deeply and, and evenly, and visualize white light flowing down from above you and down through the head and down through the neck and the arms and out through the palms and also out through the heart center. That's a few inches in front of the point where the breastbone meets in the middle, uh, of, of the, but not on the left. And just for a few moments, visualize this white light. And uh, I'll read, if I may, the prayer that comes at the end of the third blessing. It's a short one, and it gives you an idea of channeling love energy. Almighty God, who is the creator of all things, we pray that your light may shine through us all, so that we may transmit this unto the world. Thank you very much for that, Richard. You should lead us in the next one that we do, Chrissy. Next I sure week. We can. And uh, next if, any, if anyone had any experiences, I'm, I know Richard and I would love to hear um, the experiences you have through, you know, or if you have any questions about when you're doing your prayers or your 12 blessings, then please do contact us because uh, we'd be very pleased to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Annette was psychic, actually, Richard, because she did say we wouldn't get through the whole of the 12 lessons. She was spot hour. on, and not for the first time. <laughs> no, we, we thought we might do six, but we've done three, and we'll carry on next month, shall we? Yes, rather than starting on the, the planetary ones, uh, the yes. fourth blessing, we'll carry on next month, because we just have about seven minutes left and I know you wanted to talk about uh, the campaign that you're launching I do and and it's a very fitting time because I would actually like to read if I may the words that the Master Jesus uh, delivers at the end because very often just before and just after a blessing he delivers some absolutely beautiful advice very often related to peace uh, for us and how we can find it and what we should do with it and, and how we can help humanity and the world as a whole and these are the words that he says and, and as i said earlier very poetic words and beautiful words indeed at the end of the third blessing O oh, adorable children be at peace let the light of god flow through your hearts and minds and you will be at peace let not ugly ambition raise its greedy head before you whispering terrible promise into your brain. Let not the four-headed monster possession breathe its hot breath upon your hearts, but be at peace. Walk ye into peace. Request it gently, for it falleth even as the gentle rain from heaven. Let it flow. Offer to this wondrous power no resistance 
but let it flow through you all now. Every cell of your body will rejoice. Every part of you will be happy neath this light. For dear friends, adorable children, first cometh the angel peace to make way for the goddess love. Open up the door, let peace enter in, then will come the other in splendor to live forever within your soul. Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for reading that, Richard. Well, it, it, you know, thanks to the Master Jesus for those words, because they, for me, they're an absolute trigger. They, they have everything in exactly the right place. They're completely balanced. Because, you know, before I, I found the Aetherosite Christi, as I think we've spoken before, I was on the search for enlightenment already, just, just got started on it, and was reading some of the great yoga works and some of the great yoga teachings, who I still revere to this very day. But there's something that about it that wasn't quite satisfactory for me, certainly now anyway. Uh, and that is that it was, there was a selfish aspect to it, it struck me. It was about just finding enlightenment for oneself. Mm. And now, of course, the Master Jesus says, yes, find enlightenment, yes, find peace, but not just for yourself, because then you'll be able to give it to others. And this provides the perfect balance, the perfect counterpart, and the two come together then in one great expansive journey. And the two come together... In, with the practice of the twelve blessings, don't they? Because they, do. they bring they bring you this inner peace, and when you've finished and during the blessings, you feel so good, and you mm -hmm. feel such joy, and at the same time, you have given this love outward. So it's the perfect win-win uh, spiritual practice. It is. Um, it is, and I, I I think in a way it's it's a, as a little sort of. Uh, version in a way a much smaller one of what dr george king did because he was a master who went all the way down the yogic path prior to the ethereal society uh, and before he'd received the cosmic teachings uh, or knew about them in this life anyway and he had found complete enlightenment he had found somadic trance but then once his mission commenced, in, and we've spoken about this in some depth, in 1954. He used, he still continued to use somatic trance, but not for his own benefit, not for his own enlightenment. He used it as a channel to bring great truth to others. So it was a, a completely selfless use of, a, if you like, a self-development path. And his mission and his life was, of course, he was a planetary one. And, Indeed um, he was. This is leading into the next blessing, which we're going to cover from the fourth blessing onwards in the next show, which will be April the 16th. So please do um, listen to that. And I think now, Richard, sadly we have to close. And hand Yeah, but I just want to thank everyone again who made their comments up on the website and who's contributing through those comments your thoughts, I think, are appreciated by many who read them, and we certainly read them, don't we, Chrissy? Absolutely. It's very, very kind and generous of you. Absolutely. It's our great honor and privilege to be talking about these wonderful Certainly people. is. Certainly is. So thank you so much, everybody, for your kind attention, for listening, for participating today. And uh, we'd like to hand over now to Annette for the announcements. Thank you God so bless much, you all. Richard. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to and participating in Ethereus Radio Live today. This presentation is live on the 19th day of March 2013, but you can always listen in archive at bodymindspiritradio.com. You can also mark your calendars to tune in on April 16th for the 12 Blessings Continued on the next Ethereus Radio Live broadcast. There's a new campaign being launched in the U.K., it's all about the 12 blessings, and the topic is from inner peace to world peace. This begins with a lecture in London on Sunday, April 7th, 2.30 p.m. This talk will be presented by Richard Lawrence, the award-winning international best-selling author. He will be presenting at the Aetherius Temple at 36 Calvin Road in Fulham, London. This 6W, SW6, forgive me, 5BW. For information and bookings, you can also call 020 Seven seven three six four one eight seven, and of course you can email events at ethereus dot 
www.ncoe.uk. The admission is £5. And then Chrissy Blaze and her husband, Gary Blaze, will be presenting a class in Royal Oak, Michigan, on Saturday, April 13th, 1.30 to 5 p.m. This will also be on the 12 Blessings, and this will be at the Aetherius Temple at 3119 North Campbell Road in Royal Oak, Michigan. It's a $20 admission, but $10 for society members. And if you'd like to contact them by phone, it's 248-588-0290. And don't forget, you can also investigate and get to know more about everything Richard Lawrence at his website, which is www.richardlawrence.co.uk. You can also find out more about Chrissy Blaze by visiting her website, which is www.chrissyblaze.com. And as always, we direct your kind attention to www.ethereus.org. 